these two need to get together and have a show. Right? Right? Crossfire 2.0? ESPN style, point counterpoint. Why you know? not? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 12 minutes after 5 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Boy, did I have a day yesterday. Is that right? So you know I was all bent out of shape because my car was messed up. And every, you know, when you're having car trouble, like it throws your life. It stresses you. Yeah, yep, right? Yep, yep. So it was like, do I take it here? Do I take it there? Do I take it out to my guy Stu in Waukesha? Who, you know, was it, is it something I could fix myself? Like kind of tweak? I thought I had a battery mm-hmm, issue. Well, mm-hmm. I could put a battery in. Sure. But what if it's more than the battery? You guys know I broke you down in the meeting. <laughs> yeah, I learned all about it. Greg Hill, producer of the program, Eric, me. I'm like, I need you. I need to borrow your brains for a minute. Do I take it right to Stu, like just in case? Because you didn't want to waste time and not get any. Didn't want to go back. buy a battery for 250 bucks, drop it in myself, and it's like, oh, still the problem, right? So did you learn anything about your car? Well, I did take it to Stu, and uh, where Stu is, there's also a Joe. If you got a Stu and a Joe at your garage, you're in good shape. You're in there. good shape. There's a yeah. Rob. Oh, nice. Only, only guy they're missing is Frank. There's, there might be a Frankie in the back. There could be a Frank. So yeah, it looks like a battery issue, but maybe some other things. Okay. But so I was so disjointed and whatever. I show up at the gym then for my little workout, get all set, get my clothes out there, impact my shoes. Oh, I like, you know, Nike running shoes, right? So could you get away with what you had on? Well, I did. <laughs> Whether or not I <laughs> got away like with penny it. Were they loafers? <laughs> they weren't loafers. So they were like midway dress casuals, you know? Okay. And since I do the elliptical, it didn't matter that much, but still it's not what you want to be working out Did it out feel in. funny? On top of that, right? I you had, had like black socks on. High socks, yes. <laughs> so I literally went out there and looked like your grandpa <laughs> in like sandals and socks almost. Oh, I'm proud of you. Well done. Then guess what? I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Probably had a great workout. It was bad enough, whatever, but I keep looking in the mirror here and there like, please, some somebody look me up and down <laughs> right. and stare at me and be like, look what at this, this old guy. Doing? Much better today. But you own it. I, Debbie, I own, I, I, I did own it. Well done. I should have, I should have taken a picture for you yes, guys. Yes, you should. Mm-hmm. We'll do it today and then flex in front of the mirror also. <laughs> You'll just have to imagine. Yes. 514, Brandon's got sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. It was a must-win game for the Milwaukee Bucks, who were down 2-1 in the best-of-seven series entering last night. And apparently, in the last six minutes of play, someone forgot to tell them that. Feeds ahead to Butler, and he slams it through and hangs on the rim for good measure. Miami has its first lead of the night. That first lead would come late in the fourth quarter after a 30-13 to run and behind 56 points from Jimmy Butler. The Miami Heat send the Milwaukee Bucks on the brink of elimination in round one following a come-from-behind 119-114 win on Monday night. Yeah, I mean, I think the turnovers hurt. Um, you know, I think a couple of them were, were late when, you know, I think we were trying to, you know, play against the clock and play fast. And, you know, we'll have to look at the others, you know, see um, how we could be better. Um, I thought we had some good looks, and we weren't able to put them down. More bad news for the Bucks. Only four times since the NBA adopted a 16-team playoff format, has a number eight seed knocked off a number one seed in a playoff series. Game five will be played in Milwaukee on Wednesday night. 
Over to the NFL, where QB Watch in Green Bay has officially ended. The Packers and the Jets finally agreeing for a trade around the four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. The Packers receiving New York's 2023 first-round pick, a 2023 second-round pick, a 2023 sixth-round pick, and a conditional 2024 second-round pick that becomes a first if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the season. I think where our team is at, obviously Aaron's uh, you know up there in age and has, you know, yeah, I don't know however many years he has. I think he's got some really good football left in him. But uh, I think for us, it was just uh, as we got through the offseason and started talking about where we wanted to go, um, this made a little bit of sense for us. We wanted to get his input, like I've told you guys in, in the past, and would have loved to have that and kind of see where he sat with that. Um, that didn't happen. That was a little bit unfortunate and disappointing for me. But at the same time, um, I just think, you know, as we move forward, um, you know, uh, we're really excited where Jordan can go. He needs to play. And uh, having him sit another year, I think, um, would really delayed kind of, you know, where we're going and what we're trying to build. Packers general manager Brian Gutekinds there addressing the media as the NFL draft is next up for the green and gold, which begins on Thursday night. You like that trade as far as the pieces? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's better than what I thought they were going to get, to be honest, especially with no protections for 2024. Yeah. You know what trade I like? The one we would have got last year. That's the trade I liked. <laughs> <laughs> How about this trade? The Tigers beat the Brewers. I don't like that either. Four to two. The Brewers look to bounce back tonight. First pitch for tonight is set for six forty. So Vitrano was all up in arms <laughs> because a year ago, I you're, he said it. I you're right. You said it last year. Trade him now when his yeah when the value is the highest. Was high. It's tough though to trade a guy who's won back to back MVPs though. You know and what I mean? could have been wrong, and I yeah. would have been happy to have been wrong. We win the Super Bowl, and you guys could have rightly said, "Hey, Vitrano wanted to trade him." But what if I told you that Aaron Rodgers was had a bad year, not just an Aaron Rodgers bad year, a bad year in general, and the Packers got a pick swap in the first round, a second round in the, in 2023, and a, and more than likely another first rounder in 2024, and best, save some money too, best and save a possible ton of money. outcome given the table that had been set before us for this year. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> always finding something wrong. Got to be negative. Five twenty on Wisconsin's morning news. At 523 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday morning. If ever there were a day where this would be okay, it would have to be today in Madison. Tower, this is Ghost Rider requesting a flyby. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Come on, you got to let them buzz the tower. 115th Fighter Wing in Madison will take delivery of its first F-35A Lightning II aircraft. There's no way they're going to buzz anything. <laughs> well, especially since it's a civilian airport as well. <laughs> it's a little controversial still, too. There's people on, and they're not happy that about it. weren't happy about it, right. <laughs> they're just buzzing Got some guy there. just trying to board his American Airlines commuter jet and <laughs> scorch him up. To fly by the Capitol. <laughs> How about it? <laughs> Solidifying the future of the base at Truax Field that employs more than 1,000 Wisconsinites with an estimated $100 million impact on the local economy. That, and it serves an important homeland security mission each day, every day. We've had Vice Wing Commander Colonel Charlie Merkel on this year's program before. Uh, he's a Top Gun-trained fighter pilot, and a few years ago in an interview on base with him, he was talking with me about, uh, about as much as he could, really, about the security this base provides. We call it our alert mission uh, or uh, homeland defense. That makes it real a little bit. It does, yeah. 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 
Absolutely. We're one of the sites that has uh, fighters on, on status uh, 24 hours a day, every day of the year. We're available to get airborne at a moment's notice if there's a, if there's a threat either to you know, uh, um, uh, one of our cities or if it's uh, something coming over the North Pole you know, that uh, we need to um, defend against. So since ever, the 115th Air National Guard unit, which if you've ever flown out of Madison, it's right across the way from the civilian airport there. And so much like what we have at Mitchell International, you, you've got where we all get on airplanes. With the 128th and being then, there right, to the east. Across the way, you can see those giant refueling tankers out there. So they've flown the F-16s out of the 115th. Those aircraft now being phased out. 115th earns the distinction now of being the only, uh, only the second Air National Guard base in the nation to now transition to this next generation F-35. It's exciting. Uh, it's, it's new technology. It's, it's cutting edge. It puts this base on the map uh, really worldwide. So credit to our men and women there at the 115th that they were able to get that distinction. But it's not the plane, it's the pilot. Uh, of course. <laughs> yes, it is. But there's a lot of tech in this plane, too, and they like it. And, you know, beyond the pilots, the uh, folks who maintain the aircraft, all of that, there was uh, some $20 million in terms of build-out, new structures, new apron that they had mm -hmm, to build out mm -hmm. there at the airport. So a, a big deal for that base in Madison today. The first of 20 F-35s will arrive on base. They've got a ceremony at 1 o'clock this afternoon. No, no, ma'am, this is not a good idea. Sorry, Goose. But it's time to buzz the tower. So a couple of our own here are going to be raising money for the MAC Fund this week by playing in one of these 100 holes of golf challenges. A number of different charitable efforts get behind this. I've done it once. Sounds amazing, right? Hey, you get to play golf all day. It's a grind, I'll tell you. It's after a nice how, grind. After how many holes? Like 36 or so, then you're like, wow. But your problem is you carry your bag. Well, I didn't for the 100 holes of golf. No, the, that <laughs> okay, would you'll be, use a cart you then. literally wouldn't fit it in. No, then you cart it. And then, then it turns into not really golf. You're just slapping the ball around just trying to finish, right? took me more than 10 hours, if I remember correctly, probably closer to 12. So it's a long day, but a cool way to do it. And Greg Matzik is going to join us tomorrow about the creative ways that he is trying to get people to donate to his campaign. Yeah. He's trying to hit at least 7500 bucks. Forgot to check this morning where he was at. He's about 1500 short yesterday on Wisconsin's say, afternoon. He's, he's getting there. He's close, but he's got a, a, a wee bit more to go. His gimmick, he's promising, if he hits his $7,500 mark, that he will agree to grow his hair out, which everybody knows, probably you've seen Greg. He's shaved his head mm -hmm. for, yep. what do you say, 20 years? Uh, yeah, give or take a year. He's got a nice shaped dome. It works out for him. He yeah. says his wife has never seen him with hair. Yeah. Mm. I, that accurate. blows my mind. Lists me among the few who've ever seen him with hair, and I, I frankly don't remember. Like, I just can't see him that way. So anyway, that's his gimmick. So if you want to see him grow his hair out, that's great. And that's, that's what he's put out there. The payoff for you if you help Greg meet that $7,500 mark. Next door... Gabe Knights of ESPN Milwaukee, who joined us last week to talk about his campaign. Yeah. This is what those clowns are doing over there. Whatever feels right, Gabe. Just Damn. think about the smirk. Oh, my! That's a slap! That is a slap! So, Gabe's on the afternoon happening? show with Scalzo and Brust, and fans passed, I don't know what dollar threshold in fundraising, but he said, all right, if we get to this mark here before the end of the show... We'll let Gabe slap Ben Brust. <laughs> and so Found they it reached it rather quickly. The smirk. Oh, my! 
So they raised the money. Gabe slapped Rusty. <laughs> it was worth it. It's worth <laughs> that, every dollar. That's what you wanted yeah. on that show. <laughs> so anyway, it's all good because it's going to the Mac Fund. So who's slapping Greg then? What, what, what's He's the... just doing the hair. I mean, <laughs> I think that's a little bit more WTMJ, don't you think? <laughs> Growing right. the hair out. Grow my hair out. I mean, we we jumped in the frozen lake for Special Olympics that's Wisconsin, right. mm-hmm. so you could call that a stunt of sorts. Mm-hmm. But over there, it felt like a slap. Yes. So you can text the word golf to 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. 855-616-1620. Text the word golf, and we'll send you the link if you want to help Greg meet his threshold and see what else he... I mean, you could also suggest what else you'd like to see him do besides grow his hair out. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. But let's we can prob- have some ideas. Let's probably leave this off the table. The smirk. Oh! Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Quarterback watch in Titletown is finally, finally no more. The Packers and the Jets agreeing on a blockbuster trade to send the four-time MVP over to the Big Apple. In return, the Packers will be receiving New York's 2023 first-round pick. They swap picks, 13 for 15. The Jets are at 15 now. A 2023 second-round pick, number 42. A 2023 six-round pick and a conditional 2024 second-round pick that becomes a first-round pick if Rodgers plays 65%, 65% of the season. Packers general manager Brian Gudikins, who addressed the media on Monday, was asked if there was ever a moment he thought this highly anticipated trade would never get done. Oh, I had a few, <laughs> no doubt. I mean, you know, it's just it was a long process. Um, but um, you have to be prepared for everything, so I think – you know, I, I mean, I, I felt it would get done, be done all along. But at the same time, as long as it took, I think there were certainly times where you're kind of like, well, maybe it won't. And then how are we going to proceed going forward? And, um, but yeah, um, there were moments. Next up for the Packers and the NFL really is the draft, which begins on Thursday. And the Packers got some shiny new picks to uh, to bring in some new talent over to the NBA, where. Well, let's be honest. Things got ugly in South Beach as the Heat used a 30-13 to run in the final six minutes to close out Giannis and the Bucks, sending Milwaukee on the brink of elimination following the 119-114 loss. The Bucks, at one point in the fourth quarter, they were up 15. Things were looking pretty good, and Miami comes from behind to steal Game 4 behind an unreal game from Jimmy Butler, who dropped 56 points, the fourth-highest in NBA history playoffs. Yeah, no, Drew's got that freedom. And, you know, he had a shot against the under. Uh, like I said, it's a credit to Butler. He did a good job. Drew's busting his butt. Our guys are busting their butt. Heck of a night by him, by them. Now we got to respond. Yes, you do have to respond, Coach Bud. You're two games late. But anyway, Game 5 will be played in Milwaukee on Wednesday night. And finally, over to the Diamond, where the Milwaukee Brewers dropped their second loss in a row Monday, this time to the Detroit Tigers by a final of 4-2. to two. Colin Ray did get the start. He threw five innings of work and allowed all four earned runs. The Brewers will look to bounce back tonight. That first pitch is set for 640. Coming up, a shake-up shake on the cable news channels. Siding Unlimited, WTMJ News Time, 547. Five fifty one on Wisconsin's Morning News. If you were up, maybe you had... Some of the cable on this morning, right when we started at 5 o'clock. That's when CNN comes on the air. And 
I don't know, Eric. Maybe it's just you and me reading into it, but those two ladies look pretty happy this morning. Yeah, uh, Poppy Harlow <laughs> and Caitlin, they, they uh, both a, smiling. A little smirk, a little something. That's just the two of us today. Starting CNN this morning without Don Lemon. More on Lemon in a moment, but first we'll start with Tucker Carlson. Parting ways with Fox News. Carlson reportedly made up to $20 million a year as Fox's highest-rated host, but now he is gone, and it was the Fox chair, Rupert Murdoch, who decided, okay, it's time for him to go. The L.A. Times reports Carlson's coverage of the January 6th attack was also concerning to Murdoch. They were peaceful. They were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. Carlson had promoted the conspiracy theory that a Texas man who was at the riot worked for the FBI. ABC's Lionel Maurice. After that, of course, Fox had just settled a defamation lawsuit with Dominion Voting System over false election claims. That was $800 million. Uh, there were embarrassing, embarrassing texts from Carlson on that, talking about how management was bad, how Trump he hated and all this. Uh, he called Fox pathetic in some of those texts that came out. Also, a former producer of his show is suing, claiming that she was bullied and subjected to anti-Semitic comments. Pure joy, says one Fox reporter to Rolling Stone. No one is untouchable. It's a great day for America and for real journalists who work here at Fox. Good riddance, said a network correspondent. So it doesn't sound like many people liked him over there. That knew him. Right. Those, these are the people who right. worked with him. Yeah. Uh, he knowingly spread lies throughout his time at Fox. I fear management will replace him with someone who's just like him, though. That's what some uh, producer is telling Rolling Stone this morning. So a couple of things here, though. What happens now? ABC's media critic, Brian Stelter. In the Dominion lawsuit, Dominion was able to access so many emails and text messages. And some of them came out in public, like where Tucker Carlson called Donald Trump a demonic force, a destroyer. Now, there's also a lawsuit pending by Abby Grossberg. She's a former Carlson producer. She has alleged a misogynistic environment at Carlson's show. So if you take those two elements together, you can see a scenario where Fox would say, no matter how valuable Carlson is, no matter how popular he is, we're going to let him go to get all of this legal torture over with. So what does it mean for the Republican Party? So just this morning, breaking news, President Biden announced officially at 5 a.m. that he is running for re-election. We have uh, Republicans now trying to figure out what they're going to do. Obviously, uh, former President Donald Trump is running. Without Tucker Carlson, how does this change the field? In some ways, the 2024 primary process was going to run through Tucker Carlson's show. And he was already using that power by booking certain guests, by asking them certain questions. I mean, he sent out a survey to all the prospective nominees about Ukraine, for example. So Carlson was wielding that power. Suddenly, he doesn't have a platform to do that. And that is going to have an impact on the GOP. And as of now, a host of guest hosts. We'll take care of that program. Well, and where and how does he reemerge? Because he doesn't seem to be the kind of guy that just goes away, so right? That, so does he launch a podcast or something like that, do his own thing? He is already on his website urging fans to sign up on his website for text alerts to find out what he's going to be up to next. I joked yesterday that he'll probably run for president. And why not? He's got time on his hands now. He could do that. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't want the job. Tim Groling says Carlson, he's with uh, UCLA. He says he can leverage his conservative fan base for sure. I would suspect that he might try to um, build on these this sort of triumvirate of books and podcasts and, you know, something that's more of a subscription base that goes to him without a news organization around it and monetize his personal brand. So we'll definitely yeah. hear from Tucker again. That's where it sure. is. It's in that virtual, uh, virtual or digital space where he solely controls, mm -hmm. you know, everything. So then you have, on the same day, purely coincidence, 
by all accounts, Don Lemon, a longtime CNN host, terminated. Lemon tweeted the news himself and said he was, quote, stunned. He also accused CNN of not directly telling him about the firing, but CNN refuted that and said that Lemon's version of events is, quote, inaccurate. Jerrica Duncan there from CBS. Lemon had been with the network for 17 years. Yes, yeah, CNN says Lemon was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but he instead released a statement on Twitter. <laughs> that was his choice, they say. Uh, he had seen a lot of backlash lately. Um, couple of notable moments. He, uh, he commented on uh, South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley's presidential run. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you that's talking about? Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? <laughs> Poppy Harlow. There. Wait, what? Hang on. Prime for what? So he was suspended. Uh, he also uh, was he accused He also of... had a shovel with him on the desk as he was trying to <laughs> right. dig himself out of that, that one. one. Right. And then there was last Friday when he was interviewing GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. Today, Don, the, the fine... NRA did the, not play a big role in that. Absolutely, they trained black Americans how to use firearms. That's a lie. That's not. The NRA did not play a big role This is just historical fact. It's not a historical fact. The part that I find... It goes on and on with those two kind of yelling at each other. He also yelled at the producer. He said, stop talking to my ear. I can't understand you, blah, blah, blah. So there is a back and forth there that ended with Poppy. We'll talk about China. Yes, let's talk about China. Time, <laughs> yeah, okay. Next time. Next time I guess. Are, so, you yeah. two, are you boys done? So he is out. So you have two big, I mean, this changes the landscape for sure of the cable programs. We'll see what happens with it. Not the only one probably who's brought this up, but the first thing a number of us said in the newsroom was like, these two need to get together and have a show. Right? Right? Crossfire 2.0. ESPN style, point counterpoint. Why you know, not? You know people would watch at least for a day. 537 on Wisconsin's Morning News.